With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, welcome to Full Count Chaos, a podcast about demos. Hope everybody had a good week. Here we are. We got through the first week of Orioles baseball. <laughs> I say it like it's a chore. I don't know. Lots to talk about today. Love hearing from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at fullcountchaos. Want to apologize because last week I used the word rebuild. Didn't even realize it. I always try to beep out the word or try to use another word, but that was one of my promises that I wouldn't tell you guys to be patient and I wouldn't use the word rebuild. So I apologize for that. <laughs> didn't realize it. That's why when people tune in, you know, I, I, I don't have I don't have a partner in crime to say, hey, dope face, you said rebuild. So anyway, want to apologize about that. Although the dollar did go in the uh, swear jar. Anyway, so again, appreciate you pointing that out. <laughs> so after a week of baseball, how do you feel? What did you learn? Someone said to you, so uh, what do you think? Uh, how do you think the Orioles are going to do? What was your reaction? Obviously, they have all Friday. Gives them a day off. Gives us a day off to ponder about what we just watched. <laughs> the first week of Orioles baseball, a lot of people don't like that, uh, how they have the day off. Kills the momentum of baseball. Well, obviously, it's for you know whatever fucks up opening day with weather. Like Boston, they took advantage of it. Now with the Orioles, they didn't have to take advantage of it. Here they are. So. The Orioles right now are taking that day to just rest, whatever. Fans kind of, I guess, think about what they just witnessed, what they saw. So what what have you learned? I cannot hit curveball. You know, ups and downs, peaks and valleys. We love sports one day, we hate them the next. It's a full-time job, as we say, being a sports fan. So a couple things I remind I was reminded of this week. First off, Yankees can suck my big fat ass. I mean that that's it. Just wanted to say that. It wasn't anything that I learned. I was just reminded. We go into New York and just like I hate the Yankees. I hate their fans. Hate's a harsh word, but I don't care when it comes to the Yankees. I will use the word hate anytime, anywhere. We did get that win, that third game. That was nice. All right, we lose two out of three. Didn't get swept. We might see Adley Rushman sooner than later after watching Cisco play first week of baseball. <laughs> the way that he's playing right now, it's it's tough to watch, and I know it's got to be tough for him as well. He just straight stinks watching him try to bat. He is so overmatched. He cannot hit a ball faster than 94 miles per hour. And if he does, it's an accident because he closed his eyes and swung as hard as he could. He got a hit opening day, and then after that struck out six straight times. He's now batting 222 with nine at bat, six strikeouts. He has one lucky RBI. He's got a career average with the Orioles, 206. He is not lighting it up. Whatever. 
Big deal. We'll see Adley soon. Um, I don't ever want to see Mountcastle play the outfield ever again. Holy catastrophe, Batman. What the fuck did we just witness this week with him? People make mistakes. Players make errors. You play that many games. You play that much on TV. Fancy every move you make. You're going to look silly. There are going to be times where you're like, damn, what was that? But in the matter of like 24 hours, like Mount, there's like four examples of why Mountcastle should not be playing in the outfield. Have you ever thrown a ball up in the air to like a three-year-old? Hopefully you know the guy. <laughs> Hopefully you're not just walking up to random three-year-olds playing catch with at the park. You could get in trouble doing that. But have you ever just thrown up a ball? You know, you're playing with your three-year-old nephew or, or whatever, and, and you throw the ball up in the air and you watch them try to measure up with the ball quickly falling from the sky trying to catch it. It's funny. You laugh because it's cute. Not when it's a major league player in the outfield, Ryan Mountcastle. I know that sounds harsh. Some of you may say, hey, lighten up, Nate. Have you, have you ever played outfield for major leagues? No, but I don't get paid a dick load of cash to play baseball. And I shouldn't be putting all the blame on Mountcastle. I mean, of course, yeah, he's the player. He's the reason why shit didn't go well for him out there because he's the one making the moves. But that's not his position. With the injuries, with how early it is in the season, still trying to figure out shit, obviously, with the team, I don't think they're really going to give a shit if we're just if they're going to have to be a little patient in the outfield. So, yes, everybody could see Ryan Mountcastle, not the best. Not the first choice on any team. Not the first choice in a high school team of Ryan Mountcastle playing anywhere in the outfield. So, yeah, it's going to be frustrating watching Mountcastle play in the outfield while we're waiting for Hayes to come back. And hopefully Hayes does come back soon because he was, you know, we were hoping he looked like he was going to have this dynamite year. And then we're starting to realize maybe he's made out of paper mache as well. I mean, look, as an Orioles fan, we've seen some pretty shitty outfielders. I mean, come on. We were fans of the days of Wilson Bediment playing left field. <laughs> oh, man. Nolan Reimold running around out there. Uh, Seth, My- uh, Seth Myers. Seth Smith. I always try to say his name quick. Seth Smith. Seeing him run out there. We had Chris Davis in right field <laughs> a couple seasons trying to uh, shag down fly balls out there. So we're used to this, but, yeah, it's exhausting. It's like, fuck. Get you guys get your shit together with these outfielders, but it, we do. We are. It's coming along. Santander, Hayes, Cedric Mullins. Talking about him in a second. Holy shit. Oh, man. That kid tearing it up. So, yeah, seeing a lot of frustration about Ryan Mountcastle. Trust me, the Orioles are frustrated just as much, if not more. All right, a lot to get to today. John Means. Oh, boy, that guy was trending a little bit. What are you up to, you little sneaky boy? That was interesting. Also, what the hell am I trying to say here? Most hated player. Somebody wrote in, don't exactly agree with it, but I don't care. Whatever is on your mind, I say all the time. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. This is going to take a quick second. Always want to remind you, betonline.ag. It's the time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of Major League Baseball season. Thank God. Betonline.ag has all the betting action, folks. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup, Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your cell phone and bring home the game with BetOnline. All right, folks, something new here. This is really badass. I am digging it. It's called Locker Room, live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use, perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experience on the app. Locker Room is free, audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app. It's free. All right, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the league group. That's it. Free app. Join it. You're missing out. Trust me. Check it out. It's a real deal. All right, so we're talking about a couple things that I noticed. I'm sure you noticed as well, pertaining to the first week of Orioles baseball. And one of them is the Orioles striking out. Now, over the past few years, players have even come out and said striking out's not a big deal to them. All right, they, they don't mind, you know, you got a guy on second base, no outs, and it's a three and one count instead of trying to put the runner over on first, you see him swinging out of their shoes and their helmet flies off and you're going, dude, just, just hit to the right field, get him over to third. But Joe Trezza tweeted out on Thursday, the Orioles have struck, struck out at least 13 times in each of their last four games, a new franchise record. It's only the sixth time in major league history that has happened. That's not good. People say they're pressing. I don't know. I just say maybe they're just not that good. It's not a good lineup. Anyway, John Means, all right? We all had our eye on him. Hope it eyes. Well, some of you might be wearing an eye patch, but anyway, we don't want to discriminate against anybody out there. So, yeah, keeping your eye or eyes on John Means looks pretty damn good. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Matt Harvey seems to be fitting right into his number two spot, Tanner Scott. It's going to be a scary reliever if he continues to have success with that 98-mile-an-hour fastball and that filthy curve. Valdez, I'm enjoying watch out, uh, watch come out to save games. He has that O'Day kind of pitch where batters can't exactly time it. Batters, before they come in the box, you know they're saying to themselves, all right, just count to 12 before you swing. You know, just wait. And they still struggle. I see some people out there posting on Twitter that they can't stand Valdez. I'm enjoying him. You know, it's early, but fuck it. He's got 1-0 record. He's pitched three games. He's got a zero ERA. He's got five strikeouts and four innings, .92 whip. Nothing to complain about right now about Valdez. Keep doing your thing. Keep coming out in the ninth, saving us some games. John Means right now, he's 1-0. Pitched two games, has an ERA of .77. 11 innings, nine strikeouts, .86 whip. Look at him go. That's my boy, John. And I'd say he's proven me wrong. I was a little concerned about him. God, I hope he proves me wrong. And did you see that clip that's going around? <laughs> little old Johnny boy uh, is trending a little bit. There was a uh, there's a video clip of him when he pitched the other night in New York. Uh, he's getting the ball thrown back to him, and I don't know. He does like a little uh, little tickle dance, doot, 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 with his fingers and his glove, really quick, smooth move. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Does he have something in his glove? Maybe. Whatever. And I'm not saying that because it's John Means and he's an Oriole. I've always thought that way about sticky substance and, and for pitchers. I mean, I, I agree. I, I love Buck Showalter said it best. He says these guys are almost throwing 100 miles per hour. Why wouldn't the league be okay with giving them extra grip? <laughs> it's true. If it's rainy, 40 degrees outside, 
And these guys are throwing 98 inside. I don't want the ball slipping and hitting one of my players, injuring them. So fuck yeah. <laughs> they got to figure something out about being able to use grip. You know, yeah. Does it give them advantage? Of course. And what do you try to do in sports? You don't want anybody to be able to use something that gives them an advantage over other players. I get it. I'm just saying that substance, uh, sticky substance for pitchers have never been on my radar of, oh, it's got to stop. There's a lot of fans upset. Why is the league only focusing on Trevor Bauer with tempered baseballs? Rosenthal uh, tweeted out about, you know, the league's really looking into Bauer. They're going to be checking out the baseballs. And, you know, the reason it's probably that way of why, you know, all the fans saying all the pitchers out there doing this, why Bauer? Well, look, Trevor Bauer is a guy who is always being talked about for something that he said, something that he tweeted. He's always calling people out on their bullshit. He's always calling people out on their cheating bullshit. I mean, he was very loud and very proud with the Astros. I mean, everybody was. Everybody was on the same page with the Astros, but Bauer, he just continues to get in the middle of everything. So I got to say, yeah, you know, if <laughs> it's going to be a little ironic if Bauer comes out and, and talks all the, his talk and tweets out and complains about the league and this and that, and then if they find out that he is somehow cheating, come on, you're going to be shocked that they're not going to take advantage of that and get a gotcha moment? The league is really starting to crack down on pitchers tampering with baseballs, and okay, if they're starting with Bowers, so be it. Look, pitchers, batters, catchers, coaches, managers have all been cheating since day one of sports just how it is and unfortunately or fortunately whichever way you look at it the astro shit show cheating bullshit now has the league at a different level you'd think the steroid chaos would have changed things up years ago which it has a little bit it kind of did but now these days things are going to be more tight so you know trevor bauer being in the middle of this yeah no shit so the orioles starting three and oh Okay, we're going to move on from John Means cheating quickly. <laughs> so the Orioles starting to 3-0, obviously. We, we, we were all dancing around. It, it was a fantastic couple days. Dancing around feeling I feel good by James Brown. Next four games, I lose three out of four. Sports is like a marriage. When things are going great, you think it's the greatest time of your life. You think this is how it's always going to be. Not always. You know there's going to be some peaks and valleys, but... When, you, when you're 3-0 and and you're undefeated and you beat Boston and you sweep them on their opener away at their stadium, you're going, you know what? Shit might not be that bad. But as soon as things start shitting the bed, fighting, bickering, you know, your wife sees your Instagram follows. Why are you following a page called Suntan Lotion Booties? Oh, boy. Shit starts going south. Orioles show up to New York, lose two out of three. Now they're losing to Boston on Thursday. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. That's not a good start, but keep going. But I want to talk about something that puts a smile on our face. His name is Cedric Mullins. Holy hell, has he been on an absolute tear. He is just in a zone right now that not many players are ever able to be a part of. Starting opening day, he's gotten on base every game. I mean, he ran down a ball opening day in left center that, holy shit, I don't, maybe on one hand you could uh, count how many center fielders would be able to track that ball down. He ripped shit up last week at Boston. Sunday at Fenway went five for five with a walk, three doubles, two singles. First Oriole ever and sixth player since 1952 to record five hits, three doubles, and at least one walk in the same game. 
Also, Mullins with nine hits through three games, most as an Oriole. <laughs> it's crazy. Cedric Mullins is just the fourth Oriole leadoff hitter to reach base safely six times in a game. Also, he's just the third Oriole to record at least 11 hits in their first five games to start a season, trailing only Adam Jones, 12 in 2013, Eddie Murray, 12 in 1982. Right now, he's batting 448 with three doubles, one home run, only one RBI because, well, the bottom of the lineup, who he bats after, not exactly getting on base. Kind of sucked major butt. But right now, Cedric Mullins is just a fantastic story. I mean, we're all rooting for him. He's now... Always batting left. He got rid of batting right-handed. And here he, he just looks comfortable. He looks like he's having fun. Fouling off high fastballs from Chapman. 99 up in the face and he's fouling them off. Guy is in a different kind of zone right now. And we're loving it. Every time he comes up to bat now, it's like, oh boy, what's he going to do? It's almost like that feeling when Manny would come up to bat. You know, you'd be like, oh, something's about to happen. And it's going to be nice. So they headed to New York. This past week, Jorge Lopez pitch honestly didn't have high hopes for him. Coming into New York to open up his season, not always the best place. You want to try to feel your mojo, get your groove. You know what I mean? Yeah. What the hell was that? Know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like the guy from uh, uh, Ernest Goes to Camp. Know what I mean, Vern? Uh, gave up a cheap-ass garbage home run to judge. I can't stand that right field in New York Stadium. Such cheap-ass home runs. But, of course, they built the stadium around their power hitters and whatever. So, Judge hits a home run. He pitched okay. You know, at first, he was pretty impressive. Knocking down the Yankees, one, two, three innings. You're thinking, all right, guy's holding his own. It's going to be a fun game. And then, all of a sudden, I don't know what it is. Lopez hits the wall so damn fast. 10-0 to zero faster than any pitcher. It's crazy. He just completely loses it. Uh, four and two-thirds inning, five strikeouts, four earned runs, three walks, eh, whatever. It's almost like the fourth and fifth inning or the new sixth and seventh inning for starters. And I think a lot of that has to do with teams spend so much damn money on the bullpen, they don't mind bringing in guys from the bullpen in the fourth, fifth, sixth inning to save the games, you know? They've got such good arms out there. Why not? You got a lead in the fourth inning. All right, fuck it. Bring out the bullpen. But the one thing that bothered me the most on that Tuesday night game, it wasn't the pitching, it wasn't the batting, it wasn't, you know, 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. wasn't any of that. It was Scott Garceau when, when uh, Aaron Judge hit the home run. You know, we're already disgusted. We already got to see uh, MLB on, on Twitter post over and over and over and over every time the Yankees hit a home run. So we're already sitting here like, I feel like I want to throw up. Scott Garceau says, all rise, court's in session. Palmer should have leaned over and smacked the shit out of him for saying that. What are you doing, Garceau? And the poor guy's still getting heat (laughs) for uh, calling games. So, yeah, when I heard that, I I just was feeling nauseous already because of the home run, and then Garceau's got to add that. Ugh. You know, if Palmer would have smacked those glasses off his face, I would have said, all right, should never hit anyone, but... You did hear what he said, right? So Hyde brings in Armstrong. And you're like, oh, God, if things weren't already bad. He's been on paternity leave, and he hasn't pitched well, well since his entire life, in my opinion. He gives up a two-run home run. He now has an ERA of 54 right now. So hopefully 
Armstrong gets his shit together, helps out the bullpen. Uh, Tuesday, Kramer uh, got out of an inning that probably was one of the most difficult situations to be in pitching in baseball today. And I hate to keep giving the Yankees props about how good they are, how difficult it is to pitch in their stadium. All right, they're a good fucking team. So Kramer comes in, he's pitching, bases are juiced, no outs. And you're probably thinking what I'm thinking. All right, well, this is not going to end well. They're either going to hit an easy grand salami right now or four extra base hits and, you know, whatever the hell the score is going to be in about two minutes. This motherfucker strikes out the next three batters to end the inning. Holy hell. You talk about baseball porn, man. Guy was tearing it up. So five strikeouts, one home run, three earned runs, three innings pitched. Eh, whatever. It's still early. Young guys are trying to figure their shit out. Adam Plutko. Guy came in, three innings pitched, no runs. Pitching really well. Then we got to uh, witness Rio Ruiz hit his first home run of the season. So, <laughs> got out of New York. Thank God. Um, oh, Wednesday. That's right. It's such a bizarre game. On Wednesday, Orioles, one for six runners in scoring position, had no business winning that game. What I mean by that is is just the stats. I mean, Orioles had four hits. Yankees had like 126 hits. And seeing that, that box score, I would have not been surprised if Yankees won by nine or ten. If I didn't know the final score and I just saw the box score with the hits and runners in scoring position, I'd be like, oh, man, I don't even want to see the score. Baseball's a funny game. By the way, <laughs> if you want to get a good laugh, anytime the Orioles win, whatever team they're playing, go on to the opposing team's Twitter account when they post the final score and read the comments <laughs> of the Oriole fans heckling them. It's pretty damn funny. There are some funny-ass fuckers out there on Twitter. If you want to get a good laugh, I mean, I don't go all the time. Look, if we beat teams like the Marlins or the Diamondbacks, I think it's funnier when it's the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, any team in our division. So if you want a good laugh after a good win, go log on to Twitter, the opposing team's post, when they say final score. It's good shit. Uh, again, great having Santander out there with his arm until Hayes can join him. Um, I was watching the game, by the way, I wanted to – ask you guys out there if you heard the game on the radio I was watching it on television uh on that final play and even with Scott Garceau you know it's almost like if I was in the other room and I heard Garceau make that final call I I, you know is the game over did we win you know I don't know I don't want to again continue to throw heat on Garceau but people who are listening to it on the radio were complaining saying that Kevin Brown when he made the call people had to log on to their phone because apparently Kevin Brown said something like, play at home, players down, Severino has the ball. And I think he said something like, by the way, that's the game. Or I, I don't know, because fans were complaining that it was one of the worst ending calls they've ever heard on radio. So I'd be interested to hear that, what you guys think. Also, uh, speaking of going on Twitter, umpire scorecard. It's a pretty cool account to follow because after every game, they break down how shitty the umpire was or how accurate they were. Um, you know, Wednesday night, for example, bases loaded. McKenna for the Orioles was up, was called out on strike three, would have hit his damn shoelaces 
If he was standing on the plate, but douchebag Sanchez whipped his glove up five feet after catching the ball and the ump fell for it. But that Twitter account, again, it's uh, pretty sure, yeah, umpire scorecard, they break it down. Worst calls, best calls, the percentage. It's just a cool, uh, it, they do every game. So anytime after the Orioles game, of, of course, it's going to remind you if, if they lose, I wouldn't log on to that account because it's just going to piss you off even more on all the calls that you had to sit through when you're yelling at the TV. I've said it plenty of times on here. I am not a conspiracy theory guy, but every close game against the Yankees, the Orioles play, they show on that Twitter page that the Orioles got more calls, more shitty calls that went their way than the Orioles did. I'm just saying. I guess uh, to be fair, I'll have to look at the other games that the Yankees play. Um, but of course, again, the Orioles lose 7-3. Opening day against the Red Sox. Uh, if you went, hope you enjoyed yourself. It was a great day. I did see a lot of great photos. Everyone going to Pickles at 7.30 in the morning, having their crab pretzel at 8 a.m. Oof. I don't know. It might be a little early, but I am. I'm a Maryland boy. No matter what time it is, I should be able to eat something that has that crab flavor. Even if it's crabs, crab pretzel, whatever it is, I should be able to stomach it. You know what I'm saying? So everybody seemed like they had a good time. Uh, Matt Harvey, he comes out. It seems to me that he's going to be getting better and better each time. Because when he came out opening day, he's throwing 95 miles per hour, 96 on one or two pitches. Looked great. Great movement. Slider looked great. Uh, he struck out J.D. Martinez with a high heat. Unfortunately, all of a sudden, next batter, boom, Devers crushes a home run. Uh, third inning, Harvey, I didn't know if something was wrong with him, but he wasn't throwing anything higher than 91 miles per hour. I don't know if he was doing that on purpose. Palmer made a statement about it as well, but he ends the day, five strikeouts, one walk, two earned runs, five innings for him. I'm not hating that. I'm not mad at him. Uh, but the Orioles, the offense struggled. Not much happening. Of course, the Mountcastle, two-run home run to tie it up. Uh, it was 0 for, th- um, what was it, 0 for 4? Runners in scoring, or 0 for 3, I'm sorry. Runners in scoring position that day, 4 left on base. Not much happening. Not much happening at all, of course. Uh, you know, you had Tate giving up a run, Armstrong giving up a run, Wells giving up a run, you know, after uh, Harvey giving up four runs. So it just didn't turn out well. The Orioles obviously continue the series Saturday against the Red Sox. Obviously. I always say hoping for a win. Yeah, no shit, Nate. But that day, who's pitching? We got Zimmerman. Pitching up against Garrett Richards. So that'll be fun. So uh, by the time this episode's out, that game will be over. And hopefully again, hoping for a win. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so anyway, here we go. Uh, look, right now the Orioles have a winning record. The Yankees don't. I just saw that the uh, Tampa Bay, two games in a row, shut out the Yankees. So the Yankees are 3-5. and five. Tampa Bay's 4-4. Four and four. Anytime the Yankees have a losing record, no matter when it is in the in the uh, season, I, I'm... I'm happy. Smiles on my face. All right, before I wrap this up, I wanted to get to the email, most hated player. So every now and then people like to write in, what is your most hated player? What player out there that you just can't stand and you don't ever want to see him play the game of baseball again? Uh, This guy, his name's Don, wrote in. He said, most hated player, Bryce Harper. He goes, easy decision. He says he's constantly he constantly plays the game like he's better than everyone on earth, and he always looks like he's looking for a fight. He always gives the ump shit, and he's still acting like a child when he doesn't get his way in the game of baseball. He's such a douchebag, and I can't wait when he leaves the league. Well, that's angry Don <laughs> writing in about Bryce Harper. Look, I mean, 
a lot of people. If, if Bryce Harper's not on your team, he's one of those players that you just can't stand. He does he walk around like he's got a chip on his shoulder. He looks like he wants to fight everybody. But in the beginning of the podcast, I said that there was something that I don't agree about it. I don't see Bryce Harper getting kicked out of the game and bitching and whining and crying and complaining every time a strike's called or the, something doesn't go his way. I think the, the little boy's actually growing up a little bit. But I agree. You know, most hated player. A lot of people feel that way about Bryce. But I think the little boy has finally spread its wings. He's growing. I don't see him getting kicked out of games like he used to. Maybe I'm just not seeing enough highlights of him. But when he was on the Nationals, my God. See him, he was getting kicked out all the time. He was always getting in the ump's face, screaming, yelling, crying. All that bullshit. So, Don, appreciate the email. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. So, here we go. As I'm doing the podcast right now, this episode, the Orioles have a winning record after seven games. Who knows? Who, who knew that was going to happen? You know, one and six, two and five. I'd say, okay, well, you know, they're a young team. They're still trying to figure their shit out. But, hey, four and three, swept Boston. And now they're going to try to beat Boston in a uh, two out of three. They've already lost the first game. But, fuck it. Winning record. Tied for first. Yankees, again, losing to the Tampa Bay Rays. They're 3-5 and five now. Here we go. So I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week, rest of their weekend. Till next time, see you.